When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to Orange and Blue Blood. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. Uh, let's switch gears, though. Kyle Baffle fans the start of the NCAA tournament. The first round of the NCAA tournament gets on the way Thursday. We had the first of the first four games played on Tuesday. Another set we played on Wednesday. For many NBA fans, it will be a chance to get a close look at some of the players who will have their name called in June uh, at the NBA draft. Alabama's number one overall seed this year. They have uh, the highest rated NBA prospect playing in college basketball right now, Brandon Miller. There has been a lot of controversy surrounding this team and Brandon Miller because it was revealed in court documents that he returned a gun to a teammate that then uh, is alleged to have used the gun in a killing of a 23-year-old mother, Jamia Harris. And how Alabama has handled that situation, some of the um, dismissive commentary from the head coach NATO, some of the antics from Brandon Miller. And I use antics, maybe maybe that's not the right word, but he had an intro where he did a pat down and it seemed disingenuous or at least uh, um, heartless in that, in that sense, considering there was a, a, you know, someone killed through a, a gun violence in part due to some of his actions. So a lot of controversy surrounding the Alabama team, but they are a stacked team and Brandon Miller for the basketball player is the real deal. So, they're going to be a lot to handle in this tournament. They won the SEC tournament um, this past weekend. Other number one seeds includes Houston, Kansas, and Purdue. Um, on a Knicks for delayed note, for those who may be interested and want to catch these games live, the East Regional will be held at Madison Square Garden. So uh, the Sweet 16 and Elite 8 matches for the East Region will be held at MSG. Um, they, they just recently got back into the rotation of NCAA tournament games. So um, this is the first time. In a while that they've done this, uh, they did it maybe about you know, four or five years ago, and that was the first time in like sixty years that there were NCAA tournament games in Madison Square Garden. So um, the bees that the bees tournament wasn't enough for you. You'll get money more of your Madison Square Garden college basketball fill this week with this uh, with this tournament. Now I know, uh, look, I, I do a lot of NBA draft coverage, a lot of NBA draft stuff, so I've been familiar with a lot of these players. I'm not sure how much Tommy has been tuned in. Um, how are you feeling about this NCAA tournament? Are you excited? Um, are there players you're interested in, in seeing? Like, well, what, what do you, how do you feel coming in? Yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, I, obviously with the rise of the G League Ignite and the Wembayanas and guys playing overseas, you're not, I'm personally not as familiar with a lot of the, you know, outside yeah. of the top tier prospects, um, you know, the, the Brandon Millers, et cetera, that, that, you know, you're going to 
the Edies that you're going to see on, you know, take center stage here. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to, to getting, keep an eye on them. You know, you mentioned um, just the East at the garden. Um, if Duke advances that far, if that's, that could be a home game for the Dukies. Yes. Um, also Kentucky could be playing um, with, with Jacob Toppin, the younger brother of Obi Toppin, some for um, Nick fans to keep an eye on. Yep. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm going to lean on you more. Um, yeah. A couple, a couple quick questions before. Yeah. Um, we get into kind of the big picture. Um, UConn, Iona, um, first round matchup. Yeah. Um, UConn was one of the teams I really thought actually uh, on the four seat um, won the chance. One of the teams that I thought had a real chance um, to, to make a deep run here, potentially even win it all. Um, and we should know this year is as, as wide open as, as any year um, that, that we can imagine. There's no um, really clear cut favorite. Um, I personally have UCLA winning it all, so I don't have you know UConn wow. going that that far, obviously. But yeah, UCLA yeah. is my team. I'll get that out of the picture. Um, playing Iona, the 13 seed, first and foremost. Um, as a Johnny's fan, your thoughts on um, Rick Pitino potentially ending up at St. John's, and kind of relatedly, does Iona losing or winning increase the chances of him ending up at St. John's? Ooh, so I think I don't. I, I personally don't think that the result will matter. I think now okay. Rick, he's talked a lot about um a lot about this. It's kind of weird. <laughs> you know, I just rarely see it. Co- you know, most coaches say I don't even want to talk about it until, you know, I get to that point. <laughs> but he's just talking about, yeah, I gotta meet with these people, I gotta see the facilities. I gotta, I gotta yeah. I haven't been to St. John's in 40 years. I gotta go on the campus. I'm like, all right. I mean, he's being very <laughs> he's a open different dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Rick Patino's on, he's yeah, he's definitely a different guy to say the least. So I don't know if a result uh, will matter per se. I think that in many ways it's going to come down to flat out the St. John's have the money and, and even beyond the money for Rick, I think it's also going to be, do they have the money um, to really build a correct basketball program? Cause that's been the big deal with St. John's. I mean, they play at Carneseca arena for the majority of their home games. And it's just not a college basketball facility that should be held for a power five program. Like, it's fine. It's, it's it's great. Like the high school tournament, the high school Catholic high school leagues, they play their playoffs uh, games there. The championship was uh, just last weekend, and it's perfect for that kind of venue. It's just not perfect for a Big East tournament team. It doesn't make sense. And um, St. John's is, you know, kind of descent into irrelevancy, kind of uh, removed some of their relationship with Madison Square Garden. They used to play a lot of their games at Madison Square Garden. Now it's about maybe four games a year at, at MSG. So it's not quite the same. So I think Rick, he wants to say, hey, are you guys going to, you know, Pay me one, but two, are you going to put the money and resources needed to make this thing right? So that means that means playing 10 home games at Madison Square Garden. Uh, and that means building a, a, a real arena on campus because this thing is this, you know, Carnegie Arena. I mean, I pra- I've played at the practice facility back when I was a high school player. It's a fairly new facility. It was built right, right around when I was playing, you know, around 20, 2009, 2006. The, the practice facility is nicer than Carnegie Arena. I mean, it's 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 ridiculous what's going on in terms of just the the um, just how behind the time St. John's is with that. So I think that it will be more it'll more come down to that. This is a weird game between Iona and UConn because I, I think UConn is one of the teams that I thought could go really far in this tournament. But then you got Iona, who they have some size. They have some guy like uh, uh, Junior Joseph is is a, a pretty good shot blocker. So going up against Sonogo, it won't be maybe as Big up mismatches you'll see against other smaller mid-major teams. Um, they have shooting as well. And the game's being played in Albany. So I, this is going to be a true neutral site. There'll be a lot of UConn fans yeah. there. But I think Iona is going to have a really 
really good showing. I mean, they play in the MAC conference. Um, so there will be plenty of people interested in Iona. So I think that's actually going to be one of the better games in the first round. Um, speaking of Iona, the 13, before we get to the, the heavy hitters, yeah. we know there's going to be a 12-5 upset. Um, probably, yep. uh, you know, a, a 13 seed is going to advance. Um, of those seeds, I'll give you 12 and below. Um, is there one team you love to win more than one game? Is there one team you love to at least win that one game? Um, any of those lower seeds you, you think have a chance to make some noise here? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, in my bracket, I have Charleston going to the uh, Sweet 16. Um, okay. Charleston is a team that uh, had a phenomenal regular season. They won 31 games, which was the most games of any team this season. Um, they do have some wins against some notable programs. They beat Virginia Tech uh, at home. They beat Davidson at home. They beat uh, Colorado State home. That was all in their non-conference. And then, of course, they you know you know ran the table essentially in their uh, in their. Um, Conference play. They lost a couple teams in conference play, but for the most part, dominant team. Really good offensive team. Uh, they have uh, five guys averaging double figures this season, so they can score the ball. They uh, they average eighty points a game. So um, they play San Diego State, and I think that's a great matchup for them in that first round because San Diego State is a team that likes to play in the half court. Um, in many ways, they're very much kind of like Virginia West. If you think about how uh, Virginia Tony Bennett how they play uh, that pack line style defense. Uh, like a half court kind of game. That's how San Diego State plays. And those teams scare me in the in the in the tournament because all it takes is for one of these teams to get hot from three and yeah. speed you up to now where you're playing a game that is not comfortable. And those teams sometimes can I think be overinflated in terms of their ranking because they're playing in a conference oftentimes that um they're very familiar with their opponents. They know what their opponents want to do. So they know how to play their style of play and impose their will. A lot harder playing is a random team you have very little film on or you've never played before. And in a random city that you've never played in before, and sometimes at noon, like the times are weird. Like those teams scared me. So I think Charleston has a chance to go really far in this tournament. Um, they, they got a lot of scoring, a lot of depth, and they're you, not your typical 12 seed. They're, they're you, a team that could be a much higher seed. You mentioned their similarity to Virginia. They'd have to play, assuming Virginia beats Furman, they'd have yeah. to play Virginia second round. You're, and you, you're okay with that matchup? You think that that's – And that's your- why – that's part of the reason why I have them advancing. But I think Virginia – I think Virginia may lose in this – I think that Furman also is a team that is uh, very dangerous. Another very good offensive team as well. And Virginia has scuttled a little bit. They've had some injuries. So uh, I think Furman actually may upset Virginia as well. I, I would feel comfortable picking Charleston in either game. But okay. Virginia will have their hands full in that first-round matchup as well. All right, let's get to it. Give me your final four from each bracket, and then we'll we'll go from there. All right, so I got Alabama coming out of the South region. Um, if you watch this team, I know they they they're not likable for a lot of, you know, maybe fair reasons, but they are absolutely loaded offensively. Uh, Brandon Miller is a killer. Javon Quinley, who's from this area, played in New Jersey. Um, also, really got really seems to be getting back into form. He started he started um he got back in the starting lineup in the SEC tournament. He's a starting point guard. He's a phenomenal guard as well. So I got Alabama. Uh, uh, real real quick. Yeah. Real quick before you move on from Alabama. 
Um, some talk I've seen people talking about Brandon Miller moving past Scoot Henderson to number yeah. two. Um, is, is, that a, is, that a, is that a reasonable possibility? Is that a reasonable possibility in, in your opinion? I think it will be because okay. Brandon Miller is a kind of player that I think a lot of these teams have been looking for. Like right. I the Kevin Durant model is like the guy that people are like, if I can get that kind of guy, like, you know, like that, that's, that's, you know, you're, you're it's a basketball unicorn, you know, and, and Brandon Miller, he's six foot nine, six ten, a, a great handle for a guy, his size can shoot from anywhere, pull up game, um, great athlete needs to get a little stronger, but the offensive package is so, it's so enticing and scoop, while being a really impressive prospect, not necessarily being impressive regarding like his physical frame. Um, he's very strong, but he's only six two. So he's not a guy who you look at and say, okay, he's going to be able to tower over most point guards. And they're quite frankly, you know, other point guards who are even bigger than him. A man Thompson, who's a six, seven point guard playing for overtime elite. Uh, I, I can see a team or multiple teams looking at the, the, the frame, the, 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 the bag that Miller has and saying, I can't pass that up. For six two point guard, I I I can see it now. Would I do it? I wouldn't do it right now. I have character concerns. I, I don't like what yeah. happened with that that gun thing, and I think Brandon Miller could be a little bit. Um, I think I think sometimes he get a little bit. You know, he's young, but he could be a little. You know, shot. You know, tunnel vision where he's just only looking for his own shot. I like to see him. You know, play within a team where he's not the number one option. He can just shoot whenever he wants. So uh, I have you no know, not major concerns, but some concerns with him that I wouldn't take him at two. But uh, but yes, some people will definitely have him as their second guy. I can't I couldn't help but think if the John Moran situation might impact Brandon Miller even, you know, when, when teams start to discuss the, the importance of character and, and, and the, the situation with the gun involved. All right. Moving on. Um, your other three final four clubs. So my other three. So I got so it said Alabama in the south in the east. I have Marquette. A little nervous about this one because I don't like to overrate the uh, conference tournaments and the Big T, the Big East in this new form has not really done much in the tournament. But I think Marquette's different one because they have excellent guard play. Uh, Their starting guard Kolek is, uh, I think he averaged about seven assists this season. He's had uh, a great season. He had a great Big East tournament. They have shooting. They have size. They're a really good team. So I have Marquette coming out of that East region, and they're very familiar playing at Madison Square Garden. They've had a dominant run through the Big East tournament, so they'll be comfortable there. In the Midwest, uh, I'm going with Texas. Texas, um, also two great guards with Carr and, and Tyrese Hunter, um, sides with uh, Daisu and 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 um, and some of the guys they got there. So I have Texas coming out of that region. And in the West, I got Kansas. So a little bit chalky, a little more chalky than I normally uh, go. But um, but I, I'm going with Kansas. Now, I will say something to change. I am one of those people that will change their bracket up until Thursday at 11.50. But for now, I'm going with Kansas because uh, I like the guard play. Uh, Wilson is one of the best college basketball players in the country. And um, and, and uh, you talk about NBA draft prospect, Grady Dick, a, a guy who definitely could be hurt hearing his name in the lottery. Uh, they got a uh, great shooting with him. So Kansas, a complete team. I have them. And hopefully Bill Self shot him. Hopefully he's doing well. I know he's in the hospital. Um, yeah. Assuming he's able to coach, I think that they'll be, they'll be ready to go. Uh, but they, and they do have the, the accomplished uh backup coach in uh in norm roberts too so norm yeah, roberts right yeah they have plenty of experience on the bench um i know you're a gonzaga guy one how did you become a gonzaga fan first and yeah. foremost give us give us so, a story there. yeah so so my gonzaga fandom is pretty simple like i hated uconn and i know okay. you're saying how what does that have to do with gonzaga so i hated uconn like because i was a st john's fan growing up and i'm still a st john's fan but I, i'm also a huge gonzaga fan and i hated uconn 
1999, this is like the, the height of the UConn-St. John rivalry. They're, they're both playing um, in Big East, major games, top 10 teams. Uh, you know, St. John's went to the Elite Eight. UConn ended up winning that championship. And Gonzaga went on a, their magical run in 99, um, their first run to the Elite Eight, and their first kind of arrival to the national scene as a 10 seed. And they beat Florida in the Sweet 16, and they had a matchup against UConn. And just the way they played the ball, the way they moved the ball, um, I thought the name was cool. Like I was just like, these guys are awesome, man. And then also they were a team that was sh- shooting all these threes too. Like, like you know, I know Gonzaga has kind of evolved much more than just a team that shoots threes now, but they were shooting all these threes too. Like they 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 had, they had Richie Fram and Matt Santangelo, um, Casey Calvert. Like they were a team they had stretch fives. Like they played a totally different brand of basketball than most other teams in college basketball at that time. Immediately fell in love with the program and everything that they were about and became pretty much a fan ever since. I did not realize that that was going to be the beginning of them becoming a national power. Like, it's not like, I guess you could say I jumped on the bandwagon, but not, not thinking it was going to be this. Um, right. been a fan ever since. So I'm hoping uh, I've never seen Gonzaga in person. They've only come out to the garden a couple of times. I'm hoping to see them next time they come out to, to the East coast. Um, of the four final four teams, what's your most confident team that you're going to advance the final four and your least and your least level of confidence in of those four clubs you picked? I think the, the most, I would say, I would say Alabama. I think Alabama, and a part of it is because I think they're really, really good, but I also think that Alabama got a really good break with this bracket. Because again, I, you know, you know, whenever I see a number one seed, the first thing I run to is that four five seeds. Who are those teams that they could be seeing in Sweet 16? Um, I think that they would watch San Diego State or Virginia. I don't think that those teams would would give them much of a game. So then I say, okay, so they're going to that. And I say, okay, what's the bottom half? Who are the teams there? Um, Baylor, uh, Keontae George has been dealing. He's another guy who could be an NBA, uh, a high NBA draft pick, a top 10 guy. He, he dealt with an ankle injury towards the end of the season. Um, Baylor has experience, but they've had guys in the line of all season. Uh, they don't necessarily have the same kind of uh, veteran tact that we've seen from them in previous years where you kind of feel like they can kind of just win any game just through guts and guile and just being there um a lot of these guys are, are now you know guys who were bench guys who are now the guys for them so uh i i like baylor i don't know if i like them enough to, to beat alabama arizona's a really good team um they're the team that i would say okay that 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 would be a really good game arizona's one of the most efficient offensive teams in college basketball tommy lloyd was a long time gonzaga assistant um for Tom Mike Marfield. In fact, he was a coach in waiting and he, he left to just take the Arizona job. Um, Arizona, he's done a tremendous job. Tommy Lloyd says he got there. We saw what he did with a Ben Matherin last season, made him a, a, a top lottery pick. So that would be a really good game. But I think that, you know, Arizona's got to get there too. So an Arizona, I think, has a much tougher side of the bracket than the Alabama side. I think that Creighton could be dangerous. I mentioned Baylor. I think either Missouri State or Utah, Missouri, Utah State could be a tough second round game for them. So I think Alabama, definitely the most. I feel comfortable with the least I would say Kansas um, because I think Kansas on the flip side uh, did not get a good draw. Uh, I think a lot of Kansas fans were upset. I think they thought that they should have been um, a two seed in this Houston ended up getting that two seed. A lot of, they were very upset about, they thought they could have even been an overall one seed uh, before, especially before losing to Texas. But um, I mentioned UConn, you know, they have a tough first round game, but uh, UConn has all the makers of a team that could win a national championship and they're a four seed in their own bracket. So that could be a tough regional game. The 8-9 matchup, I mean, Arkansas is loaded with talent. Like like uh, Anthony Black, uh, Nick Smith, um, Eric Musselman is an experienced coach who's taking his team deep in tournament runs. I, I, Kansas, I was very worried about. And then even on the bottom side, I think Gonzaga is being a little underrated. I think TCU is being underrated. I thought 60 for them was a little 
uh, harsh considering how good the Big 12 was. And UCLA, I know your pick to win it all. They lost Jalen Clark, but UCLA has a lot of experience. They've been in this tournament situation. They've been to the Final Four. Tiger Campbell and Jaime Hawkins feels like those guys have been there forever. Yeah. Amari Bailey, another guy who could be an NBA guy, has really uh, come on of late. So if they can overcome the Jalen Clark injury, a big loss considering how great he is defensively. But if they can, um, that's a tough, that's a tough road. Like that, that's the team I'd be most worried about. Yeah, the Clark injury is a major bummer. Um, all right, we got your four. Um, yep. how's, how's the how's that final weekend gonna play out? So I had Texas winning it all, the team that I've said nothing about <laughs> this entire time. But yeah, no, uh Texas they had a, a very um troublesome it's been a very weird college basketball season a lot of off the court stuff happening so they lost their coach chris beard he got uh, arrested for a domestic incident at his home involving his wife um it, seemed, it sounded very alarming it sounded like there was a choking incident happening and and it was all the, the things you don't want to hear she recanted those statements saying that they weren't true and she acted out of uh you know frustration over something and and those charges were dropped so he never returned. He got fired from Texas. Um, and, and they have a new coach now who the team absolutely loves. And it was great actually hearing them talk about him in the postgame. Uh, and, and there was this hope that they'll they'll retain him as their full-time coach. And he's done a phenomenal job this season. So uh, you combine that with the, the guys they have. And, again, I, when I look at the tournament, I look at guard play. I'm like, who are the guys going to have the ball in their hands when the game matters the most? And do I trust them? Um, I, I don't know if there's a guard I'd rather have ball in his hands than Marcus Carr. Uh, Marcus Carr can shoot. From anywhere he can get into the paint um he's smart he's physical he's unselfish he's one of the best point guards guards overall he's kind of a combo but he's one of the best guards in the country and then tyrese hunter they have a great combination because then i also want a guard who has irrational confidence a guy who can feel that he can shoot from anywhere or make any big shot hunter is absolutely fearless one of my favorite high school players from the class of uh i guess that was 2021 um, this is not his second year after transfer from Iowa State. He had a big first round game last year playing for Iowa State. The, that combination, along with uh, Sir Jabari Rice, uh, they they got they got everything. Uh, they they were a team that, in some ways, um, underachieved last year, and they started this season. One of their marquee wins was a dominant blowout performance over Gonzaga, um, kind of letting people realize that Texas was here to stay. It scuttled a little bit after the coaching change, but once they kind of got their legs underneath them, they've been flying high. I think Texas uh, coming out of a really tough conference in the Big 12 will be ready to go, and I think that they'll win it all. Sounds good. I think that's a, a solid... Uh, the other thing is I have um, Dukey's making it to the Final Four. Do you see uh, any... Is that, a, is that a reach? Is that a crazy scenario? No, Duke is playing really well. Like, again, now, now I didn't go there because, like I said, like I am very wary of the team that played really great in the, in, in the conference tournament. And people say, oh, those are the last games I saw. So, like, you know, those are the teams that I'm going to go with. So I, I was a little wary of picking Duke. But it had really little to do with that and more to do with how they play on the road. Uh, they they were undefeated at home this year. Now they just went through a neutral site tournament where they won every game. So maybe that these concerns are unfounded. But on the road this year, they've struggled quite a bit. So, you know, if they get to New York City, that will feel more like a home game. But these first few games um, – they have a tough match with Oral Roberts. Like, Oral Roberts is a team that I think that if they were not playing Duke, I would have picked them. Um, but, like, I think if they can get through the first few games, I think that they'll be in good shape. I actually like their matchup with Purdue a lot. So, that's not crazy. I have Duke in my Elite Eight. So, I think that they're going to be right there. Uh, I think a Duke-Marquette Elite Eight matchup would be 
awesome. I just think uh, there are so many good good matchups to, to, to watch. Roach versus Kolek uh, at the point guard. I mean, there, there's a lot. That would be a really awesome game. So, um, I, not crazy. Not crazy. A lot of people will have Duke in their final four. Yeah, the big point guard play that I that I saw from them in the tournament. Um, they're, 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 you know, that I think that was you know what really swung me. Like he 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 seems to be a difference maker for them when you know he kind of took over midseason, controlling the basketball, and um, you know, again, they just have that that pedigree that they're they're no no game's gonna be too big for them uh, in March. Yeah, and and really like like Jeremy Roach, like he like they're a team with a lot of freshmen. That's also a team a thing I yeah. also tell people during the tournament to worry about, like. A lot of people want to run to the team with all the names that you hear in the NBA draft. But oftentimes teams that are built just with those guys usually, you know, flop because they're yep. not experienced and they're playing against true. You know, a lot of these teams in college basketball now, especially because of the transfer board, you got 24-year-old playing college basketball. Yep. But I think what makes Duke different is that they have a guy in Jeremy Roach who's like the old man on the team. He's been on the yep. team for a while. He's played in big tournament games. And we saw how he took over. Um, some game in the ACC tournament and you have him as your floor general now he's around uh, uh, Kyle Filipowski he's around uh, Whitehead um, Proctor like now these guys have like kind of an anchor you know and, and I gotta give a lot of credit to uh, John Shire a guy who I, I, I questioned him getting that job uh, for Kate. he's done a phenomenal job so uh, Duke definitely uh, I expect to see New York all right, folks. Well, there you have it. When you win your tournament, um, send a uh, Venmo to uh, your Jay, and uh, we should be good. <laughs> <laughs>